What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy Cook, and I'm joined by my friend Brandon Musgrove. What's up, guys? And uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about MMA. We're we're big UFC fans, big MMA fans, and I feel like we can bring you some interesting discussion about MMA. And today is a very big day in MMA because they officially announced the whole UFC 205 card for for Madison Square Garden, headlined by Conor McGregor facing lightweight champion Eddie Alvarez. Conor's trying to take two belts. And so we're just going to jump into that, whether, you know, you think Connor should even be fighting for this title and, and how, the, how the actual matchup's going to go. So, so I'll, I'll run it off to my, to my friend Brandon. Brandon, what do you think about this matchup? And, and, well, yeah. first, and for, first and foremost, man, I can't think of a better way to have the inaugural uh, episode of this podcast not be centered around Connor McGregor. Like, he's definitely the main... Uh, the main fighter in the UFC, oh, you know, he's pretty much taking it over. And I think uh, I can't think of a better way than to start with him. But I think this matchup's very uh, interesting. Um, from a, a a pure MMA fan, I don't I don't think a lot of them will agree with it. You know, because like I feel like the UFC is kind of getting away from like the best fighting the best, and I feel like it's it's more like uh, they like pander to like you know the more entertaining fights, but I mean I, I can't blame them. But I'm saying for like a purist of the sport, um, I don't see how you pass up Khabib for the title shot. You know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I feel like there's two guys. Even though I'm I'm super excited for this match, but I do feel like there's two guys that that are super bummed out and and rightfully so. Khabib Khabib really deserves a title shot. He's like 24 and 0, and I mean he even he even said he had bout agreements for 205 and 206. And then of course, yeah. of course, Jose Aldo. I mean, he's the interim champion. He's he deserves to fight the champion when the champion's available, and the champion is not injured. Connor's not injured, so so they both seem to be pretty upset and, and understandably so. But at the same time, I mean, it's it's a Conor McGregor title fight at lightweight. It just, it just seems so exciting to me. You know, it's the possibility yeah. that a UFC guy is going to get potentially two belts in that, in, in New York City. So there's just no way this card's not going to be. This is like record breaking in every sense of the word. Yeah, this is the biggest card in UFC history, man. Like this, uh, UFC 205 makes UFC 200 look like a Bellator card, in my opinion. I mean, oh, this it is, looks, makes UFC 202 look bad too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is hands down biggest card of all time. I've heard people talk about like the way Connor gets his way. You know, like I've heard people say, well. I can't go and talk to my boss and tell him what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. But at the same time, like I bet you don't make your boss millions of dollars. You yeah, know? you don't. You don't have leverage over in your boss. In 25 nobody, minutes, nobody has leverage yeah. over your boss like that. I mean, and, and I mean, Connor he does deserve special treatment. He is making the UFC lots of money, and that's that's what happens if you're if if you're if you're making that much you know money for the for the company. Like they can't help but but kind of listen to you. You have a you just have more more say. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm sorry, like, he's the biggest draw. Like, Chael got his way. Brock, Ronda. You know, I mean, I feel like you kind of got to pander to the people who make you the most money. Uh, I mean, because honestly, <clears throat> Khabib versus Eddie Alvarez, like, that's a good fight. But a fight how many people? How many people are really going to tune in to watch that? I that's, mean that's not a UFC 205 caliber fight. That's a UFC fight. Good pass fight. Caliber fight. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as great as a, that match would be. Yeah, and I mean, it's a great matchup. It sucks for Khabib, but uh, yeah, man, you have to go Conor McGregor 205. If you missed out on 200, you can't let him miss out on 205. 
Uh, I think it's a shame <clears throat> that uh, 205 – I think it's a shame John Jones couldn't be on it, man. He's from New York, you know. He was one of the ones leading uh, the campaign that MMA should, or the UFC should be in, in uh, New York. And I think it's a shame that he has to miss out on it. Uh, you know, his fault, but whatever. You know, I I still think that would do big numbers. Oh, it'd be. Um, I mean, it'd be huge. Just imagine Connor, John Jones, all these guys on the same car. That'd be, that'd just be crazy. Connor's never had a had a had a fight card with John Jones. He's had one with a bunch of other title holders, but. But never Jones. I'd be it'd be insane, honestly. Yeah, that would. I mean, that would be like the only way to make this card bigger. I mean, but just just looking at the card now. I mean, if all these guys can stay healthy, which you know the fight game, it's highly unlikely. You know, it's sad to say, but it's highly unlikely. Like all of these fights actually happen. You know, with injuries and stuff like that. I mean, it's happened more often than not lately. It seems like. Uh, Hopefully all these guys and uh, girls can stay healthy for because this fight is, is definitely the biggest of all time. I mean, this fight card is definitely the biggest of all time. What do you think about, you know, I mean, like, let's just dive into it. What do you think about Connor versus Eddie? How do you see this fight going down? Yeah, let's dive into it. So so from a matchup perspective, um, it, it's it's kind of a tricky matchup for both in, in a lot of ways. Connor obviously is going to have to deal with a with a strong wrestler and who has good cardio and we've seen him deal with wrestlers but i mean even though even though he knocked out a guy like chad minutes he's definitely it's definitely a bad matchup for him he's gonna have problems there and eddie's just gonna have to deal with a, a bigger longer strong puncher and, and we, we saw how eddie how eddie dealt with with donald cerrone and he didn't he did not do well against somebody that was that was striking with him who was who was a lot taller and uh and they are yeah. they are the same height but connor has i believe five inches of reach on him so that's it's, huge. It's really, it's it's going to be an interesting matchup because it's not like on paper RDA was just an awful matchup for Connor, and it was pretty it was pretty clear how we could see that fight going. And same thing with the Nate fight. Same thing with the Nate rematch. It was pretty clear how we could see that fight going. And uh, yeah, and now now that we know that Connor can fight against type, which is what he did in the Nate fight, he really really overcame adversity, you know, against a style matchup that was just meant to beat him. So now that we've seen that from Connor too, and we know he can go twenty five minutes, even though the twenty five, even though you know he he definitely did slow down after. After about two and a half rounds, but now you know that, that's the first time we've seen McGregor but, in twenty five minutes. So, so we know we 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 know a lot more about him now. I think Connor definitely like found a second win though. Come <clears throat> around the fourth fourth round, you could still tell he was tired, but I mean, he definitely was kind of getting his rhythm back. Oh um, yeah, he was still landing was, big shots. I mean, yeah, round four was incredible. Like to come back to come back from just getting beat up in round three and extremely tired just to dominate in round four. Easy, easy ten nine round. That was. That's, that's championship level th- level stuff, and and Eddie Eddie was kind of talking in the press conference about how Connor was an easy fight. It's not a championship caliber fighter fighter, and he and he fades after eight minutes, and he definitely does fade. But but I don't, I don't see what he's talking about with the championship mentality. He I mean he overcame adversity like like no other. Nobody was picking Connor to win the rematch against Nate. Everybody was picking him to lose, get knocked out. Everybody was so confident. I've never seen I've never seen more of a one sided uh, picking of a fighter, and then. And then Connor comes out, clear, clear, forty-eight, forty-seven victory. He he overcame, you yeah. know, being being the the strong puncher, and he fought against type, and, and I think that was just the most incredible performance I've seen in, in a long time. Oh yeah, I mean it was a close fight, but I think the rightful uh, guy won the fight. I mean I think I had Connor winning that fight, and uh, it was a good fight, but he definitely showed adversity. I think this fight's going to come down to. Uh, I think it's going to come down to. 
uh, Eddie's wrestling. You know, if Eddie can get Connor down, it might be a long night for Connor. Uh, but if Connor can avoid the takedown, I think it's going to be a long night for for Eddie. I mean, looking at the top five lightweights, Eddie, I think is the best matchup for Connor when you're thinking about Khabib. Oh yeah, Nate top five one fifty five killers definitely. He's definitely like his easy. It's, it's not an easy matchup, but he's definitely. Uh, I think Connor has the best chance of beating Eddie than anyone else in the top five. Um, I'm excited, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, very interesting to see uh, how Eddie can take the shots. We see, you know, Connor can, you know, take Nate shots. Let's see how Connor can take Eddie's. I mean, Eddie has a he's no slouch. He might not be the most exciting fighter, but you can't take away. I mean, he's twenty eight and four. He's only been knocked out once. You know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think if you look at uh, at Eddie's fight against against Anthony Pettis, which was it was a split decision. Uh, he won that. I do. I kind of lean towards Anthony. Anthony did did more work, and and I mean it was just an awful fight. Eddie was just trying to stop Pettis from from doing any offense at all. And and obviously that's the, that's that's how you beat Anthony Pettis. You push him against the fence, and he's he's just notorious for being awful at at defending against that weakness. It's just his kryptonite. You push him against the fence, he's not gonna he's not gonna throw strikes at you. And yeah. and and it was still an extremely close fight. And Conor McGregor is just he's he's incredible at at throwing volume. He he throws so many more strikes per minute than than almost any fighter, especially during the early rounds, which is the opposite of Pettis. Pettis is just as dynamic, but but he he sticks to single shots, and so I think Connor with his just I mean even though you know Connor's known as the as a left hand fighter he he's gonna be throwing punches at you left and right you know kicks he's just gonna keep yeah. on pressuring you and I think I think it's gonna be a problem especially during the first three rounds and and Eddie Eddie got into a lot of trouble with Pettis when he wasn't pushing him up against the fence and and Connor's gonna be way harder to to do that with Connor. I mean, being a pressure fighter is such a mental thing, and Connor's just so confident. You know, I can't see him being pushed against the fence that long. He no. he stayed against the fence, with Nate, the fence with Nate Diaz a lot during the rematch, but he did it understanding that you know this was the time to to get some cardio back, and he and he knew knew how to get his his hooks in, and, and he knew how to do everything well. So, so with just knowing Connor's strike and, and and just how much he hits, I I, re- I really could totally see Connor Connor knocking him out in the first three rounds. He's uh he's predicting round one. Yeah, I don't know about round one, but I could totally see the first <laughs> round knockout. I can't really see Eddie Eddie knocking him out. I think Connor's definitely the smarter uh, striker of the two. He definitely uh, picks his shots a little more intelligent. Uh, I think Eddie just kind of goes out there and just kind of goes with it. I think uh, Connor's more calculated, but I think uh, Eddie uses the same game plan that he beat Pettis with against Connor. I think that's the only way. Like he's not going to outstrike Connor. I don't think. Um, the only way he's going to beat him, I think, is just to make it a a wrestling match almost. I don't see him, you know, outpointing him by striking. I I can't see that. But uh, you know, maybe uh, yeah, the clinch or the ground game or something like that. Like I think that's his like really only chance. Which I mean, he has a great chance, but his only chance I think is, you know, just making it like a boring fight. I think honestly. Yeah, yeah, and he he was even. Uh, somebody asked him about making it a boring fight at the press conference, and he kind of he kind of shook it off and said, "No, definitely not." But he didn't really he didn't really explain what he was going to do, and and he he does have great coaches. Mark Henry is is a wizard. He's I mean he's made Frankie Edgar a beast. He's one of the best. And Eddie Alvarez yeah. is obviously very good, but I think I think there's a clear game plan to beat Connor, but it's it's very difficult to implement just with Connor's just 
his his striking selection and and he's gonna he's gonna make you mad he's gonna make you upset and question yourself and so so I'm really I'm 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 fairly confident that that McGregor's gonna go in there and win I'm fairly confident he's gonna go in there and and knock him out eventually I can't see it going five rounds um, we we do know that that Connor can go five rounds and he can get a decision now but I can't, yeah. I can't see it going five rounds I see I see Connor winning the strap having having one on the left one on the right and and probably giving up the the forty five pound. Belt. I think I think the only way, like, and Connor even touched on it, it's going to be hard for them to take the belt off of uh, any belt off of Connor. You know, I mean, like Dana said, he was going to do it if he didn't defend it, uh, the uh, the featherweight belt next. And here, we but are. we see like, and here we are. He's still the champion. Like, Connor is going to get what he wants just because he's the biggest draw in UFC history. Uh, he's going to have both both belts until Connor decides. Until either he loses or he decides he does not want one or the other. Yeah, and that's just that's just the facts. I mean, yeah, know, my, like my it thing might not that, be fair to other fighters, but it is what it is. No, I agree. And the only reason I think he'll he'll drop the one forty five pound belt is because he personally wants to. I can't see Dana. I can't see Dana do anything, especially if he gets two belts. I mean, you already can't tell Conor McGregor anything. You think you think he's going to listen to you when he has two UFC belts? That's insane. He's going to be yeah. unbearable. Like Dana's going to hate him. I don't think I even want to see Connor though drop back down to 145. I mean, you've seen how disgusting he looked. His coaches don't seem too confident. You know, it, you know, it's not the healthiest thing for him to do. I don't even. I mean, he already beat Jose. I'm not. I mean, I'm not really too excited about any fights he has at 145. I would much. I would much rather him, you know, be healthy and fight at 155. To be honest, I'd, I'd love seeing back at 145. I, I want to see the Jose rematch. You know, even though I was. I mean the. Jose Aldo versus Conor McGregor was like my, my most anticipated fight, and it was it was crazy. Thirteen seconds and knocked out, but but after after witnessing that, it wasn't it wasn't satisfying. You know, it just happened so quickly. It's like oh, this is it. I kind of wanted to see wanted to see how they it could have been a flu and how things how I don't things think go. it like I don't think it it definitely didn't answer questions. I mean, you know, I I think Jose just got caught like anyone else could. I think Conor definitely got in his head and psyched him out, and like that's how Conor yeah. beats a lot of guys. I feel you know and, he and, definitely. Definitely the mental game, and what, whatever the reason is, fluke or, or you know practice or whatever. Uh, Con- Connor did say after the fight, and I think he worded it best, is that you know Jose they deserve to go longer. You know this is a, uh, I mean Jose is one of the be- he's the best featherweight of all time. He has the best resume, and then it's, it's Connor fucking McGregor. It's you know it's a it's a fight you want to see go a few rounds before before anybody gets knocked out or or finished. Yeah, I would have been a lot more satisfied if it you know went third round. You know. Yeah, so, it, just, it just happened so quick that you couldn't, you couldn't enjoy yeah. it. And I, and I, would I still just don't it. want to see him, man. Like, I just don't like him looking like a freak. Like, at 145, it looked, you know, he looked like he had some crazy disease. You know, I, I think it's just, I, I just I think don't it's the way, I think it's his, uh, his muscle makeup. I mean, I, he does cut a lot of weight, but I don't, I think there's plenty of fighters that cut just as much, if not more. I think, I think Connor's just a tall, lean guy. So, so when he's cutting weight, there's not a lot of fat to cut. So, I mean, you see him. He's, yeah, he's he's lanky as hell, you know. Yeah. So I mean, when when he's stepping on the on the on the scale at at, at one seventy, he's still pretty skinny. He's, he's he weighs like one sixty eight. So so I think yeah. I think cutting cutting is just gonna make him look weird because he's just he's a tall lanky guy and I, I think he can still make the weight. He's he's made he's, he's made it every time. He's made one forty five when he didn't have to against Dennis Seaver just to prove that he could do it. And and I yeah. want to see the Jose fight and I. And I would love to see Max Holloway fight again. I mean, I, I fucking love Max Holloway. 
Oh like yeah, nine, Max nine definitely evolved since his last fight. And I still would like to see the Frankie Edgar fight, even though knowing what happened to him against uh, Aldo in, in, in the Frankie Edgar Aldo rematch. It's, it's still it's still uh, an, an enticing match in my eyes. Oh but, yeah, I mean like there's a lot of fun uh, matchups. I mean, you I want know, I want to see Conor McGregor fight fight everybody in the UFC basically. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not gonna be a boring fight no matter who you're with. I don't want to see him at 170 though, man. I don't know why just those fights. Just really don't uh, excite me much, honestly. Him at one seventy, I think one fifty five is his division. Um, no, or one forty five. There's there's weight classes for a reason, and and, yeah. and him and his coach always always have the example of you know when you're in a bar fight, you don't you don't like weigh them first. But that's that's different. We're talking about we're talking about bums. We're talking about people that that have no fighting skill. When you get to a certain amount of athleticism, you know, you kind of have to be a certain height. You kind of have you know. You don't you don't see a yeah. lot of short guys playing basketball. You don't see a lot of a lot of small guys playing football. It's you know you have to be you have to be skilled and athletic. But you also if you're gonna fight a heavyweight, you might need to be a heavyweight. You might need to weigh in the two hundreds, and 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 yeah. so that comes into play. Yeah, you know some the greats can can go in between weight classes, but you know one or two drop down one or go up one. But one seventy, I mean, you saw I don't know if you saw him next to Wonder Boy at the press conference, but Wonder Boy is just, I mean, he looks like Connor's dad. He's so tall compared to Connor's. Yeah. They do look two yeah. weight classes apart, and and no matter who, no matter so, that's why I mean, that's why there's a pound for pound ranking because because you can't see Brock Lesnar fight Demetrius Johnson. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, like pound for pound, Demetrius Johnson has way more skills than Lesnar, but it's just he. I mean, it's not logical to say that he could beat him. You know, yeah, yeah. Brock Lesnar so would mop up the Yeah, because he's so big, and that's and that's no diss to DJ. DJ is way more skilled, so that, so I definitely don't want to see him there. But I, I I see him I see him dropping the one forty five pound belt if he wins and I'm, and just going off from there probably fighting Khabib and and you know we'll get to that when that happens or oh or man Ferguson, that's terrifying definitely but that's but terrifying. right now he's got the now if you're I guess kind of to like switch gears maybe yeah you know yeah. you mentioned Khabib I kind of want to ask you this while it's on my <laughs> while it's on my mind. Uh, I think it's kind of uh if if you're Khabib, I think it's kind of a letdown to go from potentially fighting, you know, for the belt to fighting Michael Johnson. I mean, Michael Johnson's no slouch, and he's ranked in the top ten, right? What's he like, number six or so? I don't uh, think he's top five. Uh, he's top ten. I think he's, he might right? be pushing that top five, but I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I mean, he, he's right on the cusp of it, but I, I don't think he is actually ranked top five. But I mean, what a letdown. You know, I mean, he's still on 205, thankfully. Uh, but, I mean, he's the number two lightweight in the world. You know, like, I think it would have been nice for, I mean, like, what, do you do you wait for Alvarez? Or do you want, like, a fight against a number three guy or what? Like, I mean, how many more fights does he have to win to finally get a title shot? He's 20, yeah. what, 22-0, 23-0, 22-0, I think. Yeah, he's just uh, he's, in a, he's in a bad position right now. You know, he kind of was sidelined by injuries and... And kind of had a, a contender match with Tony Ferguson booked up, and then Ferguson pulled out, and he had to fight. He had to fight a no name. So Daryl Horsham, I think his name was Daryl. Yeah, okay. Daryl Horsham. Yeah, he, he fought that guy and and won. It was it wasn't and, it wasn't the most impressive uh, fight, but also he was sidelined for two years. But yeah, so so it's, he's just in a bad position, seeing as you know some people might still be be doubting his resume, and also there's the Conor McGregor bug, you know. Eddie, Eddie won. Eddie wanted the Conor McGregor fight. Conor wanted the Eddie fight, and so it's you know, Conor McGregor is going to be holding up two divisions now. Uh, at least for this fight, he's going he's holding up Khabib, and 
and Jose is also bummed out. Rightfully so. Jose deserves it, and so does Khabib. So, so that, that's that's what happens. What is when Jose? You, what's that? Where does Jose go from here? Does he fight Max Holloway uh, again? Max Holloway's in the same situation as Khabib. Like he won eight straight. Uh, yeah. When does he finally get a title shot? Yeah, there's there's just what a else line. does he have to do? There's a line out the door, you know, waiting waiting for for the Conor McGregor belt belt problem to be solved and, and what's going to happen. He's kind of defying define the usual logic of you know UFC and you know you get the belt and then you defend the belt and you continue until you lose and then that person gets the belt and they defend. He's kind of, he's kind of breaking the rules because he is such a such a big name. He's he's easily the biggest name in all of UFC history, and and I mean he's he's only had you know a few fights in it now, maybe eight or nine. Yeah. So and uh, only like four at the top. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Mm-hmm. It's wild looking at his numbers compared to everybody else. It, it's taken it took Anderson Silva a long time to be a draw. George St. Pierre took him a long time to be a draw. And I don't think Anderson Silva was ever a draw. He, I think he was really? definitely he was definitely a draw in his time. I mean, he he had, I think, two or three uh, pay per views push a million, and and I mean, in the past, maybe a draw was was you know bumping over five hundred k. I think his fight with Nate Diaz did eight or nine hundred k, which is good. But but in the Conor McGregor era, that's that's really nothing. In the Conor yeah. McGregor era, you know, anything if if Conor McGregor is on a pay per view and it gets one point one million, people are going to be disappointed that it that it did that low because Conor's just such a draw now. Yeah. So it's just crazy to see what what this guy has done in in a sh- such a short period of time. Short amount of time, yeah. Just uh, just the way he talks shit, man. Just draws everyone in. I think a lot of people watch it because they want to watch him get his ass kicked, and he keeps winning. And even more people draw him because they want to watch him get his ass kicked, or you know, they want to watch him continue on this big streak that he's on. Uh, it's amazing. It's definitely uh, unheard of. Yeah, and I, I definitely sure. see this. I definitely see this card. This card might be the biggest, the biggest uh, pay per view event of all time. Honestly, if you look at the lineup and and the fact that it's the first pay per view in in New York, Madison Square Garden. I mean, the press conference everybody was going crazy. It's a it's it's a it's a big deal, and it's got a big name behind it. A few big names. This is the first UFC uh, pay per view, I believe, with three title fights. We've got the welterweight championship. We've got the the lightweight championship, and and the strawweight, the women's strawweight championship. So it's wild. And it's crazy too. Like I think they did a good job at uh, trying to add, you know, the most New York names that they could. Yeah, definitely that, just, with uh, Wideman and uh, Frankie's from New Jersey, right there. You know, it's right there at it. But uh, yeah, and, it's and definitely just, interesting, man. Like this card is so so crazy. Like like we go on and on about every fight. I mean, top to bottom, you know, it's crazy, man. When you got Misha Tate on the undercard, like I don't think the the bout order. You know, has been has been made yet, but just looking at it, like you would have to assume, you know, Misha, the Misha fight might be on the undercard, and she just headlined UFC 200. Yeah, it's wild, right? Uh, no. Looking online, That's... looking online, they said uh, that the main card's going to be six fights, which is which is about one more than usual. Usually, the main card's four or five fights, so so six fights puts Misha as the as the as a featured prelim of uh, of the card. Yeah, that's definitely like mind blowing. She was just headlining the biggest card, what was supposed to be the biggest card of all time. Yeah, but you know, like what's depressing is when that you know card was first finalized back when you had uh, Connor and you know, and then uh, 
that fight was scrapped, and then Jones versus DC, and that fight was scrapped. You know, like I, everyone was so excited for that one, and then the card just kind of fell apart. I feel like they had to even go and call Brock in. You yeah. know, like hopefully this card is not like that. Hopefully, like this card can you know stay together. Um, it's just uh, that's the name of the game, I guess. You know, just staying healthy and stuff like that. But yeah, this card is uh, definitely amazing. Um, so let's let's jump into the to the other matchups. The the co-main event is is welterweight champion Tyron Woodley taking on Stephen Thompson. So so what do you think about that fight? Uh, it's very interesting, man. Uh, I feel like we kind of both know. I mean, I don't know. Like Woodley got power. He just knocked out Lawler. Knocked Stephen Thompson. Out, yeah. uh, he knocked out Johnny Hendricks. He beat uh, McDonald. Yeah. Do you think Thompson could can avoid the takedown? I, th- I definitely think he can. Um, I mean, he he looked so impressive doing it against Johnny Hendricks, and and yeah, there's there's definitely a bunch of questions about about how good Johnny Hendricks is now, really. But uh, but those questions started after Stephen Thompson beat him. Thompson was an underdog yeah. in that fight. He was he was way lower ranked than than Hendricks. I believe Hendricks was coming off. I mean, he he might have been a few fights removed from uh, from losing the title to to Robbie, and. And I mean, he's got pieced apart. Hendricks tried to tried to implement the the game plan that's perfect for beating somebody like Thompson. You know, he's an outside karate fighter, and he's could not do it. Thompson was was pinned against the fence fence at one point, and and he shrugged it off and and began just kicking him in the face one after one, and yeah. just throwing so many strikes. And I mean, he kind of humiliated Hendricks in that fight. And then was was his next fight against Rory? Was that was that Thompson's next fight? Yeah, yeah. Hendricks, and then uh, McDonald. Yeah, which is, and then then he fifty forty five Rory. He he won five rounds, four yeah four definitely five to a lot of people five rounds against Rory McDonald who comes from TriStar. These guys are known for for being able to go five rounds and win them all. So it's just insane to see yeah. that happen. So you know, Tyron Woodley. I see this fight going got, the same way that it went against uh, Hendricks. Uh, I can just think back and remember watching Woodley against McDonald, and I think McDonald won every round in that fight. I mean, that was a long time ago, but I mean, McDonald, I know he definitely McDonald made Woodley look much, very bad in that fight. He, that's he what I'm saying. The whole time. So, like, I know Styles make fights, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you think about like if you think about it like that, I think Thompson, I think he picks him apart if he can avoid the takedown. I, I see and, the same thing. And, you know, like, and we we have to think who uh, Thompson, you know, his training partner is Chris Weidman. I mean, <laughs> he is, you know, arguably the best wrestler in the UFC. Like, I think he's 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 going to come in very, uh, very prepared. I, I I don't see Thompson losing, honestly. But I didn't see Woodley beating uh, Lawler. I mean, he got yeah. so much power in the right. Uh, yeah, but I, I just don't I just don't think his striking is there. Like, I just think uh, Stevens. Uh, striking just head and shoulders above Woodley's. Oh yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I mean Woodley is an underdog, and and everybody seems to think uh, Wonder Boy is going to win, and I think rightfully so. He's Wonder Boy's just on a tear. I mean, he beat Johnny Hendricks, former title holder, the guy that arguably beat GSP, then went on to beat Rory McDonald, who who is Rory McDonald. He's one of the greatest welterweights in in the modern era, and so there there's and many there's people believed he was the best. Yeah, many people. People uh, picked him to beat Lawler, and that was a great fight. I mean, I think he was winning that fight. He was on the right way to victory before, before the finish. Yeah. yeah. 
So, so yeah. there's definitely there's definitely a way Hendrick. I mean, excuse me. There's definitely a way Woodley can win. And we all know, you know, if he can get the takedown. But Wonderboy's not getting taken down lately. He's 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 he just kind of refined his game, and he knows he knows what to do now. And he's just it's perfectly suited for his style. And it's gonna be it's gonna be very tough for Woodley. If Woodley can land the shot, is you know it's gonna it might be over for Wonderboy, but it's gonna be difficult to land that shot on a on a karate guy that's hopping yeah. on on the edges. Yeah, and, man. And he what, don't get hit what, what a lot. Was I don't... Perfect body type for that karate style too. He's just so tall and skinny. That that Lanky. long distance game is perfect. What's the uh, what's the reach? Do you know how big of the reach advantage that Thompson has over Woodley? I don't know. I'm I going would... to assume it's a lot, right? I mean, I'm going to assume it's a lot just because Tyron looks like such a short, bulky guy. But yeah, but I can't tell you off off the jump. But uh, let's yeah, let's move on to to the next fight, which is. The final title fight, which is Ioanni and Jacek against uh, Karolina Kowalkiewicz, I believe that is how you pronounce Kowalkiewicz. it. Kowalkiewicz, yeah. Two Polish people. I saw I saw Karolina fight at a uh, at two hundred one UC two hundred one in Atlanta. I, I got to watch that. Watched it live. Yeah, I was really hoping Rose would pull it off, but but Karolina was just a good striker. She just kept firing more shots and landing more, and and it was it was definitely a tough fight, but it was it was clear Karolina victory, I believe. But but this is another fight where I can't I can't see Yoana losing. Yoana's last fight was probably probably the, the second. She, uh, Claudia, her last fight is definitely the hardest the hardest fight for her in the division. And Claudia's definitely the second best strawweight, I believe. And Yoana Yoana just did a, a, just such a good job of just defending herself in that fight and just using her cardio. And if you look at the stats in that fight, man, Yoana just went away with it with strikes in the last three rounds, just outlanded her by like 30, 40 shots. And yeah, I think I think you and cardio is, too. I'm very interested to see how Carolina's cardio holds up. I mean, that's I feel like that was one of uh, Cla- uh I think that was Claudia's one of uh, like her biggest downfall. I think because I think she definitely got really gassed towards the end, and and Joanna just kind of ran away with it. Yeah, Claudia's definitely not known for cardio. I don't I don't think Carolina should have any cardio problems, but I think I think everybody's gonna start having cardio problems when you're getting hit by Joanna. You know, thirty, forty times in five minutes—it's a problem, and and it's yet to be seen because this is their first five-round fight ever. I mean, at least in the UFC, of course. Uh, yeah. I yes, think we, got, we just got two two high-level Muay Thai fighters, but I just think I think Joanna's on a different level. I think I think they they both specialize in the same thing, but Joanna's just just a little bit better at the Muay Thai. So I don't know if I see this fight going going five rounds either. Maybe so, just because they're they're small they're small ladies. But I, I yeah, clear Yoana fight. Yoana is definitely the most terrifying force in the 115 pound division. Like she's, she's definitely the best. I think. She's, like there's the no murder. question yeah. who's the best. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely the best. She's definitely the cyborg. <laughs> oh yeah, of that division. <laughs> she's just terrifying, man. I mean, she just she's been beating people left and right, and very impressively too. Just complete domination. Yeah, so if we if we move down to the next fight, it is Yoel Romero versus Chris Weidman. This fight's been in talks forever. They they just got to finalize like less than twenty four hours ago. So I'm I'm glad to see it finally happen. I've been hearing rumors, but uh, should be an exciting fight. This is Weidman's first fight since losing the belt. His first his first fight since you know getting a loss. It's, that was his first loss against Rockhold, and now it's got he's got yeah. a pretty tough fight ahead of him against uh, Yoel. Yeah, uh, I'm very uh, interested to see how. Chris does coming back off his first loss. I mean, he's never had to deal with the uh, with de- with defeat before. Um, 
We'll see. I think this again, man. Like I don't want to keep bringing up cardio, but it, I think important. it comes down. Like, yeah, I mean, it's very important. I, th- I mean, Chris definitely has it. I don't. I don't think Yoel's proven that he does have it. I, I think, think I think he's proven the opposite. First round. Really? I think Yoel's proven that he doesn't have cardio. Definitely. That he does have it. That he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, Yoel does not have the cardio. I don't think he's never proven that he has it. Definitely against, uh, like, in that Jacare fight, I think Yoel definitely gassed. You know, after the first round, I think he gasses just because he's so big. I mean, that's a lot of muscle to be carrying around uh, for 15 minutes. You know. Yeah, I think this fight definitely comes uh, down to. I think this is Chris Weidman's fight to lose. Honestly, Yoel is a freak. He, I mean, he he looks terrifying, but I think Yoel solely gets by on his athleticism. He's a great wrestler, uh, as is Weidman. Yoel's probably Yoel has a better uh, pedigree, but yeah. But Yoel is he's just such a sloppy fighter. Like this, this this man is tripping over himself in every fight. His striking is sloppy. He's just he just happens to be just one of the best athletes in the UFC, and he he's he's been able to get by with it in every fight. Just you know, just ragdolling people before any before any, any skill comes into play and, and yeah. he really only got in trouble in the in the Jacare fight. But uh but somebody like Wyman who's who's gonna come in with such you know a great game plan. I can't unless Wyman gets caught I can't see I can't see Wyman losing That's especially in New York. If it makes it if it makes it out of the first, if if Wyman can avoid that the first round uh barrage, you know, that Yoel starts with and Yoel's not gonna ragdoll someone like Wyman. For sure, like he might be the better wrestler, arguably maybe, but he's definitely not going to ragdoll Weidman. No. I think Weidman uh, striking better. He's more crisp. Uh, you know, as long as he don't try no uh, spinning wheel kicks, I think he's. Uh, <laughs> I think he might be all right. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely don't do spinning wheel kick, and I think it's a. I think it's a pretty easy night for Weidman in New York. Pretty easy way. It should be. Yeah, like it's definitely his fight to lose. I think the only person, I mean, Weidman can beat himself that fight, but I, I don't see him doing it, man. Like, I think Weidman's definitely, he should come out on top. And then, and then what do you do? What do you do there? I mean, not to switch gears, but just right quick. Uh, if Weidman wins, is he the number one contender? Or do you think the winner of Jacare and uh, Rockhold? Uh, that's, that's definitely tough. Um, ah, oh man, that is a tough. It's, I mean, if if Weidman comes out the winner and Rockhold comes out the winner, and and Bisbing wins his title fights, it's. T- I mean, I think it all comes down to who performs better. If Rockhold has a better performance against Jacare, give it a give it to give it to Rockhold. If Weidman has a better performance against Romero, give it to give it to Weidman. I think it all comes down to performances because those guys are so neck and neck. And yeah, Rockhold beat uh, Rockhold beat Weidman, but they're both in weird places right now in their careers. So. I think whoever What do you do if up, Romero What if Romero beats Weidman and Jacare beats Rockhold? <laughs> what do you uh, do then? It's gotta be the same, <laughs> gotta be the same thing. It just comes down to performances. Same cause, concept. Cause just like Rockhold and Weidman, Romero and, and Jacare already fought and one of them already won. So so I think it just comes down to what's what looks more interesting after after. If you know, if Weidman comes out looking like a monster and knocks Romero out and Rockhold wins the decision, I think people are gonna be People are gonna want Weidman to fight for the title, so and vice versa. So I yeah. think it just comes down to to what seems more enticing afterwards, because those guys are just so all four of those guys are just so neck and neck in the race to to Michael Bisping's throne, which is the weirdest thing in the world, but that's how it is right now. Yeah, I know. 
And then it's it's complete chaos if Hendo beats Bisbing for the oh, yeah. for the and, belt. And, and then totally like, what if he? Man. What the hell? And what if he retires? Then then what? We, mean, we know we know uh, Henderson's not retiring if he gets that belt. We know he's sticking around until he's fifty. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely want him to, man. Like I don't. I think one of these four guys, Chrisman, uh, Chrisman, Weidman, <laughs> Yoel, Jacare, and Rockhold, like those four are the are the very best of the best in the middleweight division. It's crazy that like Bisbing and Hendo are fighting for the belt yeah, in what 2016. Three but, years ago, four years ago, five years ago, man, you know, that was the fight, but man, <laughs> who would have thought, who would have ever guessed yeah. that Bisbing would have beat Silva and then his very next fight, knockout Rockhold. Yeah. What a crazy world. And I guess we'll find out what's going to happen with the, with the Bisbing title fight soon. They, uh, that's the next pay-per-view. I'm not sure when it is, and but it's two or three weeks away. So, Yeah, in England, man. Like, it's definitely interesting. It's just crazy to think, man. Like, I cannot come to terms with Michael Bisbing being the, the champion of the world. I just can't, <laughs> I can't come I mean, to terms. I mean, you probably won't it. have to because I can't see him holding on to that title at all, I think. I mean, we can talk about flukes all day, but I think it was definitely a fluke. I think Rockhold got cocky, and, and Michael Bisping caught him with a good a left hook, I believe it was. And, and you know, it happens. And, and yeah, so I can't – I think that I think it was just an extremely lucky shot, and I'm, and I'm happy for Bisping, and, you know. But he's not holding on to that title. Rockhold is it's just so much better. And, you know, Rock, if they fight yeah. 100 times, Bisping's going to win a few of them. And that's what happened, but – I mean, if you look at their first fight, Rockhold just manhandled him. He looked like they looked they looked like different weight classes. He right submitted him with a one arm guillotine. Yeah, and that was after just beating him up on the feet very casually yeah. in the first round. I mean, Bisbee looked like he was scared, honestly, talking about complaining about his eye and stuff. It was it was a fight that even Bisbee thought he was going to lose, I believe. Yeah, you don't see like a lot of one arm guillotines, especially not at the at the caliber of uh, of the UFC. That's, Definitely not. That was impressive. But uh. Anyways, next fight, we got a Cowboy against Kelvin Gastelum. I think this fight is, uh, man, I was so excited about Cowboy and Lawler. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it was everybody. definitely a bummer to see that fight. Oh, my God, dude. That was, that would have been maybe fight of the night. You know, even stacked up against all these other fights, that fight would have been crazy. Yeah, this, I mean, this is another good fight. Cowboy, Cowboy final prelims is crazy, and. And every every fight that Cowboy has at welterweight, I always think it's the one that's gonna that's gonna say that hey, Cowboy is not a welterweight. And I've been proven wrong every time. I thought I thought he was gonna lose his I'm past three way. fights, you know. But but here he is fighting fighting Kelvin Gastelum, who's who's been doing really well since you know moving back down to one seventy and, and actually hitting the weight. He does he just beat Johnny Hendricks very very dominantly. I'd say I think it was a thirty twenty seven. I think it was pretty clear. He's yeah. piecing him up really well. So. And, and but at the same time, they're there's they're they're two two young guys that are both just doing so well. So, man, I'm I'm very excited. I don't know, it's hard it's hard to pick one, but I might go Gaslam just because he's such a he just looks like such a big imposing dude compared to Cowboy. Yeah, well, I, I'm done picking against Cowboy. I I picked against him in his last three fights, and I'm done doing it. So I'm definitely gonna go with Cowboy. He just got his black belt uh, in BJJ. Hey. His striking is. Yeah. Top now is is top notch. I mean, I don't. I mean, that combo was one of the nicest combos I've ever seen, man. Against Rick Story, it was so beautiful. Oh, that uh, was fantastic. He looks spectacular at 170. I mean, he's looked the best that he's ever looked, and I think he's just on a 
he's on a collision course. I want. I mean, if he beats Kelvin, I think he's right up there, and you know, and the and talks of a title shot has to be. Yeah. You know, just because he's he's ranked now in the top ten. It's crazy. Oh yeah, he's looked so spectacular, man. It's it it's mind blowing. I mean, Kelvin definitely has the tools to beat Cowboy, but um, I just think Cowboy's gonna beat him, man. I just think he has. Uh, he's looked. He's been on a huge roll, and he has all the momentum, and he just looks great, I think, at I 170. See, I can see it happening, but uh, I'm going to continue picking against him. You know, it's it's I've been, I'm have been 0 for 3 right now. but You'll learn, man. Maybe this fight, like, you'll finally learn, and you'll jump on that cowboy bandwagon. If, if he beats Gaslam, I'll, I'll shut up and start picking him. But, but I mean, he keeps facing better competition. I'm, I'm going to go with Gaslam, definitely. And uh, yeah, so looking at the rest of the card, I mean, we could we could go through all these fights. Every every matchup's great. I I know I recognize every name besides besides the the very opening bout. But uh, but I, I guess we could go over over two more uh, very very yeah. interesting fights. We'll talk about Khabib versus Michael Johnson and and Frank Edgar versus uh Jeremy Stevens. So so let's jump into Khabib real quick. Just announced Khabib is facing Michael Johnson, who just obliterated uh Dustin Poirier in in one round. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was that was nasty. Uh, it was very shocking. I mean, like I knew Michael had power, but I didn't know he was going to knock out Dustin. I think I even picked Dustin Poirier in that fight just because Dustin's been on such a roll, and he shut him down completely. I think a minute and thirty-seven seconds. I think yeah. is all it took. Insane. I've been a, I've been a Michael Johnson fan for for a while. When he beat Joe Lozon like five six fights ago, I knew I knew he was he was the real deal. And he he's kept facing better competition and doing so well. I really, at the time, I really thought he was gonna be a title contender, and and he got a bad decision against uh, Dariush. And uh, yeah, I believe, yeah, I believe terrible. He lost a fight after that. Oh yeah, to to Nate Diaz. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I I even picked Michael Johnson when he was fighting Eddie Alvarez. I mean, not Eddie Alvarez. Excuse me, when he was fighting uh, Edson Barbosa, and and he was a big yeah. underdog in that fight. But uh, but Michael Johnson's good. He 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 stuck to a game plan in the in the Barbosa fight. And did well with just such a, a crazy diverse striker, but at yeah. the same time, we're talking about Khabib. Khabib is just—he's a freak. And when it comes to stand up, up, it's a terrible matchup for uh, Johnson, I think. Yeah. Uh, just because Khabib—I mean, like Michael Johnson is a great wrestler, but uh, Khabib's on a whole different level, man. Khabib's like a like a man playing with children, you know? Yeah, just yeah. He just rags dolls people. I mean, he he ragdolled Dos Anjos. You know, like let's not forget that. I mean, he ragdolled everybody. I think Michael Johnson has the advantage on the stand-up game, but Khabib is definitely you know getting better and better uh, with his stand-up. But I I don't see Michael Johnson being able to do anything when it comes to uh, the throws and the takedowns and stuff like that from Khabib because no one stopped it yet, and I don't see anyone stopping it. Yeah, I agree. I'd anyone, love, I'd love to see a competitive anyone. fight, but. I mean, we're talking about Khabib, man. He's he's a freak, I and mean, he's gonna ragdoll for three rounds and just get a dominant decision, maybe a submission. But I mean, we're talking about Khabib here. He's just he's just something else. Maybe ground, like maybe grounded pound, but yeah, probably probably a decision. Whatever it you is, know, I can't I mean, see it being anything but dominant, really. Yeah, easy thirty twenty seven. Yeah, Khabib. All right, sure. so so we're gonna jump to the to the last match we're gonna discuss, which is uh, another prelim fight. It's crazy, but it's Frankie Edgar versus mm-hmm. Jeremy Stevens. Frankie. Coming off that loss at, at two hundred, pretty pretty dominant decision loss to to Jose, but Frank Edgar still yeah. he's still one of the most impressive one forty fivers 
He's one of the most impressive 155ers. These are these are actually two uh, two two lightweights who have since moved to to featherweight fighting. And Jeremy Stevens has been campaigning for this fight for for such a long time. It's pretty crazy, but uh, such a fun fight, man. I yeah. there's no way this fight's going to be boring. This could be fight of the night easily. No way this fight's boring. I think uh, Stevens looked so good against Henan Burrell. He just looked amazing. Just you know, striking was on point. And I don't. I've never seen a boring Jeremy Stevens fight ever. Or in that sense, I've never really seen a boring Frankie Edgar fight. Oh, definitely. These are these are two good guys, these, but these guys go to war, man. Like you know to tune in when you see these guys' names on the card because you know it's going to be a it's it's going to be a showdown every time these guys show up. Um, it should be interesting with Jeremy Stevens. He's, I mean, he's he's a just he's a great kickboxer, which is just disgusting power, honestly. And uh, and looking at looking at his losses, he really only loses to to the best of the best. You know, he he lost a a, a split decision to Anthony Pettis. He lost to, to Max Holloway and uh, and Cub Swanson, and uh, and but, and so so with that he seems to, he seems to lose against against just the just, just the most high quality uh, yeah. athletes in the division. And really, Burrell was was the first guy that that he kind of broke the mold with and, and beat. And yeah, so. I think if he beats Frankie Edgar, he's right there. You know, in title talks, has to be. He, I mean, he has to be right there near the top. Uh, yeah, it is tricky because he just lost to to Holloway, but I mean, Frankie Edgar, man, you know, he's 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 got to be ranked in the top three still. So, but as, but but with all that being said, I definitely see Frankie winning. Frankie is just you he, do, yeah. He's he's not going. Frankie's never going to be Jose. It's just he's not meant to be Jose. Jose's <laughs> just just a terrible matchup for him. He's not going to yeah. win, and Jose's just so. He's, I mean, we're not Jose Aldo. He's incredible, but Frankie's just such a tough guy, man. He's a good guy. He always shows up. You know, he's a tough guy. He doesn't get it, knocked out. No, I, I just feel terrible for him. I would like to see him drop to one thirty-five. I know he could make it, and I feel like he would. He's like the perfect size. I feel like he's still smaller than everyone at one forty-five. You know, he's just yeah. a small guy, and that's just how it is. It's crazy that he. That he was a champion at 155 just because of how small he is, but like that just shows how big his heart is. You know, I mean, he he has no quit. He has great boxing. He has great wrestling. He's great everywhere. I think his size just, you know, now it's like you said before. You know, like uh, there's weight classes for a reason. I think at 135, I think would be his ideal weight um, for sure. So, so who are you gonna who are you gonna pick in this fight? I'm gonna take Jeremy Stevens in a very fun split decision. Uh, yeah, split decision. Jeremy Stevens split decision. Yeah. Interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna go very close. Fight. We're gonna disagree again. I really think Frankie Edgar. Yeah, he's just he's just something else. And 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 recently, you know, even though people people might look at him differently because of because of the loss to Auto, but he's still Frankie Edgar. He's still. He's still, just he's still such Frankie a fast fighter. He comes back too. He comes back better than before every time. You know, the you know like the losses to Bendo. He came back looking great. Uh, he 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 just shows up every time. He's such a good guy too, man. Like, uh, it's it's gonna be close. I'm definitely going uh, Stevens though. All right, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Edgar probably by decision. Edgar. Uh, so, so I think that's I think that kind of covers covers half the card. Most of the most of the good fights. I mean, we could talk about this card all day. It's it's just very similar to two hundred. It's just it's just oh. such. And I'm sure, like, to bottom. We'll, we'll still be talking about it, you know, right up until the fight. I mean, because 
it, you know, it's just the card is so good. Like it's kind of hard to uh, not talk about it. every time you talk about UFC now. I just feel oh, like it's just yeah. so good. Yeah, but we, we've got we've got two months. You know, things could change. But uh, but yeah, this has been the the podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We're just you know we're just kind of kind of kind of seeing how things go. We're both we're just passionate about MMA and, and love talking about it. So. So yeah, uh, for sure. Give us some feedback, man. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at at, at B Muskegee. Yeah, hit me up. Let us know uh, definitely what you think. Um, you know, pros and cons. Maybe some feedback. Just tell us how awesome we are. Really, we don't really want to hear the, awesome the cons. Mainly, mainly the pros. And let us hear your opinions on the fight. You know, eh, tell us what you think. I don't want to hear us your opinions. Think wrong. I mean, like we're definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely right here. But I mean, if you have any feedback, definitely uh. Let us know. All right, guys. Thank you.